Well, hello there, and it is time for another high five today on this Monday, ooh, uh, <laughs> August nineteenth. Uh, I don't know why it's it's not Halloween, but uh, I'm saying that because normally we do these on Friday. However, this week uh, we're switching things up a bit because I was away for a while, and so now I'm back and I can uh, get back to work properly. So this week we're just going to do two high fives, and then the show comes back in its uh, in its regular glory. And I am here today with Mr. Neon Fox. Hi, Andy. Hi, everyone listening. Are you having a lovely day? Oh, yeah. It was quite relaxing. I managed to, you know, take care of household chores, things like that, and then I flopped on the couch. Nice. Like a fish. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flop, flopping yeah. around. <laughs> <I'll> just, yep. <laughs> so w- welcome back to High Speed Internet. Yeah, man. It was uh, interesting. So uh, if anyone's been paying attention to the show, I mean, the show was essentially the same, but um, it just took me a long time to upload stuff. And I you know, I put that Mortal Kombat clip with me and Marco that took 12 hours, <laughs> uh, you know, just stuff like that. You forget when you go into a rural area, we were in a small town, and uh, the only way to get internet there is through the phone line, and phone line internet just caps at a certain point where it's like, you can't do any more than one uh, megabit per second upload. (laughs) It's really interesting how the internet went from like this, hey, it's the internet, you know, you can check your mail, to becoming an essential utility. It is. And high-speed internet at that. Not just regular internet, because now it's just like, man, certain websites, if they don't load fast, they, like, don't load. The sites, they're, they're built for, like, high-speed content delivery now. It's crazy, because I never, uh, I never, re- you never realize what you love until it's gone. So hold mm-hmm. those people close to you. You don't want your ladies leaving you for another <laughs> man who will hug them better than you. Uh, anyway, look, let's... P- Sorry, I, I got to get back into the groove of recording this show. I think. <laughs> let's do it. All right, let, let, let's kick off the first song. Thank you. All right, so the, uh, this week uh, I've picked an artist from Argentina. He released a uh, fresh EP called Return. This is Don Bohr with Born Killer.
right, and that was Don Bor with Born Killer. I've not played that guy before. Has he been making music for a while? Or yeah, yeah, he has. At least, at least a year and a half, maybe more. Well, that was a cool track, and that was uh, that was brought to you by my lovely Patreons. We got some new ones here. Uh, I got a new uh, Patreon donation from Edward. Thanks, Edward. You're a cool guy. And one of my patrons changed their name and upgraded their support, so I would like to uh, do an awesome shout-out, and I'll probably do this again, on the Friday show to Now You're Called Six Mill. So thanks, Six Mill, for upgrading your support. Which, where does that put you? I think that puts you in between Chris Dance and... Mike Shima, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. I w- six mil, as in the six million dollar man? I guess so. Well, he must be the six million dollar man because that's a very uh, generous donation. <laughs> There's very generous people that donate to the show. Listen, guys, and I swear to Christ, this is the goal. The goal is for more than 10 people to listen to this show. I would love if I got like an actual people listening to the show where we could get like a lot of Patreons but just donating a small amount of money because right now it's like everyone who donates to this show is super generous and I'm very grateful I guess that means they like the show and I'm happy that they do but sometimes I feel guilty because I'm like wow these people are really generous and 6 mil you are now a well you already were super generous anyways look (laughs) Julian Yep. Uh, you've had fast internet this whole time, right? Yes, yes, I have. You know, I was hoping to set up like an like an auxiliary base because we sort of I sort of have like a home away from home. Yeah, the place I grew up in, uh, where my dad lives. Uh, we're there pretty regularly, mm-hmm. and so I was always hoping to be like, hey, you know, maybe I'll get a little fold-up table for there, and maybe get, like, a mouse or whatever, so, like, when I get there, I can just plug in my computer, and everything's, like, set up for me and stuff. And then this internet thing fucking totally changed my mind, because I just realized, like, <laughs> wait a second, like, I don't think I can work from here, like, I don't know yeah, how... No. You can't stream, like you can't stream with one megabit upload, like because I I remember around um, when I used to stream the show on Twitch, like I don't really do that anymore. It was a lot of work for like the ten people that showed up. That's why I stopped. When we're up there for Christmas, I couldn't even like stream audio properly. Like I had to turn it to be like, well, if I stream it at like nineteen kilobytes, uh, I can kind of oh get away with God. it. And even then, it was still like <laughs> I'd, I'd see my streaming thing because on when you're on Twitch or using OBS, it shows you like. Like what your data rate is, yeah, and it's supposed to be green, and it would literally just go to zero at times. Like it would just—it's the numbers were kind of fine, and then they would just drop to zero. And I just hoped, like, I hope the buffering is covering this because it just went to zero. I would lose my mind if that happened. Yeah, and it kept doing it the whole time, and so it was like I was always on edge, like as the thing was broadcasting. Like I'm just—I wasn't even paying attention to the show or what people were saying. I'm literally just looking at the stupid thing go to red. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck me. Anyway, play me more music. Of course there is. What? So this artist is from Denmark with a uh, fresh EP called Outer Reach. This is Overvad with Warp 9.
right, and that was Overved with the track Warp 9, Julian's second pick of the week. And that is brought to you by, uh, we got another new donor here. This one's a donation of the beast, the triple six. And this is Dobrotech. Nice. So thanks, Dobrotech. You are a cool guy. That sounds like that person's probably an artist with a name like that. Dobrotech. Mm-hmm. Did you guys put out your album or the the compilation? We opened up the pre-orders, so it's on Bandcamp and it'll it'll unlock on uh, August 31st. But we figured we'd just open up the pre-orders uh, on Friday because hey, it's it's about time we could show people what we're working on. So yeah, 58 tracks. <laughs> so explain uh, explain to the listeners here what we're talking about. All right. Well, uh, I co-host a show uh, called The State of Synth, and we had an artist I'm going to on... beep that part out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we... Uh... Anytime people talk about <laughs> competition shows, I just fucking just put a big long beep. <laughs> anyway, go <All> right. on. <laughs> Anyways, we, uh, we had an episode. We were talking about mental health, and there are a couple of artists out there that actually work in the mental health industry. We all know everyone is affected by this, so we decided to sort of rope up all the songs we've played on our show into a compilation album and make it uh, a charity compilation album where the proceeds will go to um, a couple of organizations down in the States. One deals with medical research, and the other one deals with support and awareness. We started asking all the artists if we could have a track on this charity album, and they didn't hesitate. And then we had other artists volunteering some songs. So then we find ourselves with 58 songs, all on Bandcamp, digital only, because this won't fit on anything else. Yeah, well, that's a good thing you guys are doing. Um, oh, you know what? I didn't mention the name of it. So do it. The, uh, the uh, charity album, it's called Completely Mental, Volume 1. So where do people get this? You can go to uh, bandcamp.com and do a search for Completely Mental, Volume 1. Or you can uh, visit the Night Ride Bandcamp page, which is nightridefm.bandcamp.com. I've pulled back from a lot of my social media, but I definitely notice uh, trends mm-hmm. among a lot of the people uh, in the scene. And, you know, there does tend to be, you see recurring yeah. types of posts. And so there's, you know, there's definitely some depression. Yeah, they're there's, frustrated. Well, there's that. There's, there's anger. There's also, like, uh, stuff that needs to be medicated. Like, I've had encounters with people where I'm like, okay, like either someone's not taking their medication right now yeah, or yeah. they require some. I'm not saying this to be funny. It's like, this just, that's, you know, you can tell there's certain types of behaviors yeah. and some, and to be honest with you, a lot of time people like own up to it. Like I know some people who I had very strange encounters with and then they'll kind of disappear and then months later come back and be like, Hey, sorry, I was, yeah, yeah. you know, I needed help or I did it. And obviously the success story is when people get, uh, the help uh, that they need, and I, I don't know. I don't know where this is stemming from exactly. If you, if you look at the synthwave scene, for instance, you see a lot of artists. They're they're indie artists, and they're they're sitting there producing music, and sometimes producing music is their way of dealing with whatever issues they might mental health issues they might have. And, you know, I've seen some, you know, when we posted news about this album, people actually responded saying, yeah, you know, I suffer from this and I suffer from that. So I think music is a way of, for them to to deal. And it's, it's, it's mostly a healthy community, but if they're an indie artist, it means they also have to be promoting and marketing themselves. So they have to be on social media all the time and they have a day job. 
They're making music. They're on social media trying to be present and, and promote themselves. And then all kinds of other little issues. And then you throw in a little bit of mental health issues in there. It's no wonder I see some artists either burn out or exhibit frustrations online. But, uh, you know, they're not alone. Everybody's everybody's struggling. So I find, like you said, sometimes you see an artist like check out, take a break for, you know, several months. They come back a little bit stronger, a little bit refreshed which is fine. I think it's just the pervasiveness of social media itself, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe this is a controversial thing to say, but I don't think... I think there's some people who shouldn't use it. Like, I think there's some people that just have certain mental temperaments where it's like, I don't think social media is helpful for them. No, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, Everybody's built differently, right? And even me, having my face in Twitter and Instagram and Facebook trying to keep up with everything synth-wavy, it can be... A challenge, and it, you can spiral down this little hole of social media stuff and forget forget the real life. Sure, man. Well, look at this. How about you play me another song, and then we'll uh, maybe we can keep uh, talking about it. Hey, well, sure. Well, song number three today uh, is from Future Holotape, that couple out of L.A., California, and it's from their album Dreaming of Connections, and the song is called Killer Drive.
right, and that was Killer Drive by Future Holotape. That was Julian's uh, third pick of the week there, and they just came out with that album. Was that last week or the week before? I, f- I feel like he sent it to me. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that was it came out the week before last. No, the week before. Yeah, I gave it a listen. I think I was going to put a track on. Uh, the last episode, and then, but you had sent me these the tracks you're doing. And I'm like, okay, he's got future hollow tape covered for me. Covered, <laughs> covered, <laughs> future hollow tape covered. I think the track that I liked was uh, there was an uh, there's a track on there called After Dark on the album, and I uh, I really dug that one. But it was an instrumental track, yeah. So it's not really indicative of like the rest of the album sound. In fact, it sounds quite different to everything else on the album. But it's sort of cinematic in a way, and uh, it sounds sort of neat. Sometimes I don't always know that my picks are like the best representative of artists because I do the same thing when I I play like uh, Celerect LA Dreams tracks or something like he'll put out an album they'll all have that Celerect LA Dreams sound because he makes awesome music like it always sounds great yeah but then I'll always gravitate towards that one song that's just kind of weird or like that's like not the same as the other ones because when you listen to the future holotape album like they've got a sound there's a lot of vocals and it's you know they're, they're hard vocals I mean Ernest really belts it out on this one there's a there's a song on their prototype 0127 where he's really really belting it out you're right though there's other songs on there that are a bit quieter but they they don't represent what the main sound of the album but uh, it's a great album, though. <laughs> yeah, just for those people. Yeah, so if you're wondering, that's I, I probably was going to play After Dark if I did. But you guys can just go out and get the album and listen for yourself. There you go. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that was that was brought to us by who? Uh, good question. I read off all the new Patreons. Let me see here. That was brought to you by. Uh, did I mention that they we had a new donor last week called Pump Action Foreskin? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so that was brought to you by him. Pump Action Foreskin. Now, what people don't realize, though, is it's four, like the number four. Well, yeah. So it's Pump Action Foreskin. But, I mean, it, you get it. <laughs> the point is, I have really classy people listen to this show. Damn, yeah. Fucking Pump Action Foreskin. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't even read it the first time. I was just laughing. I'm like, what? It's absurd. Uh, anyway, yeah. while I was uh, back in my childhood home, we've got this big Lego table now where it's all been deposited, and so I'm separating all the gray pieces, and I was going to make a castle, but I only got to separating the gray pieces. I, I, I heard you talking about your Lego collection. I used to have one like that, and me, just like you, I started with all the space Legos, so it was all gray and blue pieces, and they're all like wings and edges and flat things. It's funny, because I just saw fucking Rick Shithouse, he was posting his space Lego, and I'm like, we have that set, like I've got that... Mm-hmm. Like, I was going to build my castle using the moon tiles. Yeah. And you have, like, the four corners of the moon or whatever, and there's, like, these sort of craters and stuff. Like you, I had, like, this giant, giant box, and every time I got a kit, I'd build a kit as per the instructions, and then I'd rip it apart and throw it into the big box and just mix it all up like a... Oh, yeah. Like, making the biggest Lego soup. And, uh, yeah, then I moved out from my mom's place, and uh, she decided, oh, Julian doesn't need this anymore. So she gave it to one of her friend's kids. Mm. Broke my heart. I mean, it's a nice gift, but that must have been thousands and thousands of dollars worth of Lego. Hey, I don't like this story at all. (laughs) I know, I know. So 
It also makes me sad selfishly because I just want that Lego. I know. That box could have been added to yours. Because it's hard to get now. Everybody knows the value of it. It's no fun. Oh, I've yeah. said this a million times, but I wish I was back in the 90s like, and then just go to yard sales in the 90s. Yep. When people, when Lego was at its lowest point, people didn't give a shit. They're just fucking selling boxes. It's the same thing that's happening with the video games as well. Hey, eh? like if you mm-hmm. go on eBay or whatever Craigslist, it's like now retro consoles are in. And so people, oh, yeah. they're not just giving their Super Nintendos away. It's like, oh, su- classic Super Nintendo in good condition, like 300 bucks, like fucking yep. 300 fuck you. Like, <laughs> that's, sorry, that wasn't very clever. Of me. You know what? There, there's, there's subreddit, there's subreddits and stuff for game collecting and, and, and whatnot. And I was, I was actually a part of that scene, but uh, it got way too expensive. It's a certain game I wanted to get. I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks good. And oh, it's in a fresh, clean, intact box. The box alone is worth like four or five hundred dollars when you're looking at these retro games. It's worth more than the cartridge inside. I would be fine with replicas, to be honest with you. Like if someone just printed up replica boxes. Like I want to do that for the Beyond Synth set. Is I want to have like all sorts of like replica boxes in the background, you know, like old Super Nintendo boxes and Genesis and stuff. And like they don't need to be real, right? Like for me to get the same satisfaction, like just having them around as props, you know. I feel the same way about arcade machines. Like I don't care if it's an original. Like I want a Mame cabinet just built. Like I don't care. Right, you got to build your own. That's that's the fun. Yeah, man. I'm not too good with a saw. You get somebody else to like cut it and glue it and then you just do all the wiring the fun part and the lighting yeah i wouldn't mind having light up buttons oh yeah light up everything yeah man well how about we light up our ears with another track yes yes let's do a fourth song here out of uh, brisbane australia we've got griff and he's just released a new single it's called landslide
right, and that was Landslide by Griff. Griff. Have I played? Yeah, we played Griff on the show before. I'm sure you have. Yeah, he had a song called, let's see, he's had several songs, but uh, most notably last year was his song, Jesse. I can probably go check the uh, Beyond Synth database right now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but it's there for the looking. All right, and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, the King of the Pattersons, Chris Dance. <laughs> The Prince of the Pattersons, Mike Shima, and Mr. Jacob Wick. The coolest guys around. What are your plans for the week, then? Uh, Just editing. This week, actually, I've got a ton of uh, interviews to do. So now that I'm back in the studio, I've scheduled like eight, and some of them like several a day. Usually, I I don't think I've ever done like a multiple scheduled day without people dropping out at the last minute. So... Even when I say, like, I've got, like, eight interviews to record this week, it's like, I'll record five. Yeah. Three of them will drop out, and then uh, and then we'll reschedule. That's all the fucking work that goes on uh, behind the scenes, but they should be fun interviews, hopefully. I always feel weird, because sometimes when I when I go on a break and I come back, I, I feel like I lose my mojo, and then I have to, uh, <laughs> have to get it back. Which is good that we're doing these sort of high fives. It gets me at least back fucking in front of the microphone and recording. Yeah, yeah. Brings you back to the synth world. It's a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of... I don't know. Every time I go on Facebook, it seems like there's people arguing with each other. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I, it, it was on Twitter as well. One artist makes something, a comment about other artists who wear masks, and then the invariable backlash. <laughs> it's, I, it's, this is nothing new. I saw, I think, an argument like this last year. You know, every so often, there's always some person who writes like a synthwave is dead thing, or they'll be like, yeah. man, synthwave is, it's all the same. It's like so repetitive. And they literally... and. And I don't think that they understand the irony of the amount of people that said that exact same thing before them. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to make an argument about something being repetitive and your argument itself is repetitive argument, like, that I've seen, like, Mm -hmm. you know, every so often you always just scroll through Facebook and there's another, like, oh, Facebook, Synthwave's dead. I'm like, okay, buddy, like, sure is. It's a weird mindset to be in because I feel like if you like music, I mean, like, I like music... I would never say the sentence like music is dead. Like music is life. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird thing to say. And it usually, I think it just comes from people who, I I don't know, like if they're just, it was something trendy or fun for them, but they never really cared. Like, I don't know. Well, all of us, even listeners, we all have our favorite kind of synth wave, right? I mean, there's the classic retro wave sound, right? You've got your dream wave and you got your space wave. And I think, to everyone, synthwave means something different. And sometimes I think some people feel there's a particular sound that's being underserved. They might see all these new sounds coming in or other sounds becoming more popular. And, and you know, there's so much of it, it's not going anywhere. No, and what's foolish about that too is like, how much do you fucking need? Like when I was young, you know, when I was into say industrial or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like there was still like three artists you liked or something, you know what I mean? And they yeah. put out like an album a year and you listened. I remember like when Nine Inch Nails, like the Fragile came out mm-hmm. and like, I just listened to that album for like three months or something. You know what I mean? Like it was just, that was the music for that period of time. And then now there's so many synth artists that if someone's sitting there just like, oh, Everyone's always focusing on you know, the fucking midnight and FM84 and blah blah. Like, dude, boy, you like the fucking hard shit? Like, Ghost has like ten albums. Like, yeah, yeah. Wh- how many? How many artists do you know 
like serious, like the, you know, the mainstream artists that we grew up with, who put out that much fucking content, like that amount of time. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. If there's a type of music you like in the synth scene, there there is at least thousands of songs of that genre. Exactly. You know what? And this is the other thing. I, I've seen those discussions where they talk about uh, where synthwave is going because you know, as the years go by, what's retro to one person is not going to be retro to another. I don't know. There was this little commentary on Twitter. What happens when it's all like '90s music? And I just, I just want to say that it's not just going to be '90s. There's still artists who will do that '80s aesthetic and '80s sound. There's 14, 1500 synthwave artists out there. If there's a particular synthwave sound you like. It's not going anywhere. I, I feel like maybe people just don't look hard enough. It's like they like two artists, and then when one of them sort of changes gears, it's like, oh, man, yeah. where the hell is this going? I'm like, dude, if that's the sound you like, there's fucking others that you're just not looking for. Like, look for them. Anyways, <laughs> let's uh, play me. Uh, give me your track of the week, man. All right. My track of the week is from uh, this young, young artist out of Minnesota who just released an album called Retro Hack. By the way, speaking of like early 90s, maybe 90s sound, this song is definitely a 90s sound. But this guy is so talented. Anyways, this is Inexedra with Fire and Forget.
right, and that was Fire and Forget by Inexedra. That's an interesting name, Inexedra. Inexedra. Mm. I'm just, I'm just saying it. Just <laughs> let it roll off your tongue. Inexedra. Okay, but I, th- that song was amazing. That like I, I found myself uh, listening to that in my friend's car, and uh, let, let me tell you, a word of warning: don't listen to that. When driving, because you'll kill yourself. <laughs> the energy in that song. And look at you, the audacity to pick an eight-minute track as your track of the week, oh. just as people thought, thought the show was winding down. What? They, 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 need, they need their <laughs> money's <laughs> worth my, of musical content yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> this is my new thing to get mad at people who play long songs. In, in Excedra, you know what? In Excedra is one of those artists who likes to do six to seven-minute long songs. It's good. Okay, look, listen. You know what? That was brought to us by who? Uh, who was that brought to us by? Uh, that was brought to us by my lovely Patreon supporter, uh, City Hunter. Cool, cool. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, City Hunter. You're a cool guy. He spells it C number one T Y H U N T number three R. City neat. Hunter. Neat. And maybe uh, maybe we'll thank the people in the 2666 Club. There's a Hugh Hefner and Lucas Ceballos. You guys are great. I think some people sent me some requests, so I should probably write those down. I get, I get so much stuff now. I, I need a secretary. An administrative assistant. Do they not say secretary anymore? Is that a thing? I don't. Yeah, I don't think they do. They, they, it's called administrative assistant. Hmm. But anyway, man, look, uh, we got a rock and roll here. Yeah, so. We do. You have a lovely week. People can go to the Night Ride FM Bandcamp and pre-order the album. Complete, completely Mental, Volume 1. Completely Mental, Volume 1, with over 50 songs, which is a lot of songs. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a bit nuts. And it's a charity album to support uh, mental health, which is a good cause. And I hope you have a lovely week. Uh, we're just, like I said, we're doing two high fives this week. So we got one with Julian on Monday, which is today. And then uh, we'll do a Marco episode on Friday. And then it's back to regular scheduled Beyond Scent. All right. Well, I can't wait to see what Marco uh, pulls out of his hat this week. I'm going to assume some music. Let's hope so. Yeah, all right. you have a lovely week. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time uh, you're on. All right. Have a good week, Andy. All right. You too, buddy. Bye. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.